You are listening to the Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking the time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp and check out the different tiers of ways that you can support us. We have something special for you today. Is it our special guest, longtime Chomp Nation fan favorite, Rich Meister? Sorry, Rich. It's oh, your hi. boy, Fish. Oh, what's going hosting. down? This is hosting crazy. an entire <laughs> fucking podcast. None of this makes sense. I brought someone with me, actually. I don't know if you guys know him. Uh, huh? I'm Sonic. I love chili dogs. <laughs> Whoa, settle down, Sonic. Oh, um, that was yeah, actually put, yeah. Put shorts. put him away. Actually, I, I don't think yeah. the public's ready to see Take him off camera. Him. We don't want to look at that. Do you want me to like Mm-mm. make a quick child abduction joke and then? <laughs> no, no. Right. We'll save that. Um, he said he had to go fast, so he's gonna get out of here. Okay, good. The the Chom cast now is with ten percent less child abduction jokes, Rich. Come on. Well, Probably. you know, old habits die hard. <laughs> that was funny that they ended the trailer with a child abduction joke. No, we're not talking about Sonic this week. I'm sorry. Back to you, Finn. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, I'm actually hosting this podcast, so uh Yeah, you can stick that micro penis in your pipe and smoke it, baby. Cause you're gonna Woo! have me all night long. Um, at least the next three minutes. Yeah, so I got <laughs> some yeah. in the morning. You got me for the whole show, so I'm prepared to take this ship, light it on fire, and watch as it sinks to the very bottom of the podcasting ocean. Yeah! In all seriousness, though, we have a banging show today. We discuss the self-awareness of cheesy video game stories like Mortal Kombat versus stories that are not self-aware like Days Gone. We have continuing poll results from the ongoing Mortal Kombat versus Pokemon saga. And our listeners also weigh in on the infamous Days Gone wedding scene. And is this the best Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat 3? It's going to be an amazing show today, full of all your favorite cheese. We have your pepper jack cheese, your sharp cheddar cheese, American cheese, Swiss cheese, you name it. American cheese. America. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Ford? Like mm. American cheese? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting anything in front of fish, and he's going to have to read it. So it's, it's like a teleprompter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and joining us as we get to some intros here is our very special cheese expert, a mold connoisseur. Co-host of the Cooperative Gaming Podcast, Rich Meister. Glad oh, to have hi. you, buddy. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, we've actually rebranded, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, amend oh. that name. Uh, oh. It's actually the Gecko Games Cast now. So, hmm. oh. Gecko Ge- I see, okay. So I saw that. What is that about? What is the Gecko thing? Okay, um, the Gecko thing uh, was a thing many years ago. Uh, between myself, uh, my co-host Eric, and a number of other people who used to make content with us. People we still talk to. It's not like people were like, fuck those guys. Um, but uh, we decided to bring the name back. Uh, we're gonna we're working on getting a logo, thanks to you guys getting us the hook up there. Um, we had a cool. logo a long time ago. I'm kind of working from that, giving it as a sample, but we got... Uh, mm-hmm. I say just, you know, keep your ear to the ground on that. We're gonna have some cool stuff coming. Alright, so it's... Uh... Is it just you and um, Tim, or yeah, yeah, just just the two of us just right two now? Of you sell? Okay, yeah, just a rebranding. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. 
Good to hear. I thought it was like a reptilian-based gaming mascot podcast where you talk about maybe Gex. We actually just like talk about Reptile. Uh-huh. Uh, we're oh, really mad about what happened with Mortal Kombat 11. I don't know if you know this, but Reptile's not in that. Uh, kind of mm. really running us dry content-wise uh, until a new Gex comes out. Oh, we have mm-hmm. some character disappointments we can get to later then, because I know you're a big reptile guy, obviously. I mean, you have a whole podcast you've devoted to it, so... Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's cr- crushing for you, you know? <laughs> you've, you put, your podcast pretty much waits for this game to come out four years later, and then they don't have the one character your podcast is based around. Mm. What the hell are you supposed to do with that? And, like, you know, at first I was like, oh, I knew we should have gone with Cyrax, but he's not in there either. That's true. The Cyrax Gaming Podcast doesn't have quite the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. No. Oh. doesn't hit. Okay. doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We also have uh, a beautiful <laughs> voice of Morgan there. Segway. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely burning this uh, podcast down. No, no, no. Sure. It's great. It's going right, great. I got, I got your fire extinguisher right here, fish. Here we go. You're good to go. Thank you. Um, uh, I've never seen a man <laughs> lactate quite like that before. <laughs> Fireman over there, Morgan Barnes. Ooh, Fireman Gen- Barnes, that's right. AKA General Mountain Time. Um, how you doing, sir? Fish, I got some hot news for you this week, all right? Not that I'm yeah. a guest for the first time. I'm a guest on my birthday. It's my birthday, guys, oh. so everybody yeah, say happy me. birthday. Everybody. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Fucking thank old you, guy. Um, <laughs> the time is a loose construct. Uh, uh, it, re- it really is. Uh, it's probably been one of the saddest birthdays I've ever had. I uh, took a really long nap that made me feel really ho- awful because um, it was too late in the day. I went fishing for like three hours at my favorite spot and didn't catch anything. Um, I also ate a taco from this place that made me feel really sick. And uh, I'm sick. <clears throat> I'm actually all congested. and <laughs> I feel terrible. Like I couldn't sleep at all. It's, it's been pretty awful. Welcome Sounds like world. a great birthday to me i don't know eating mm. tacos and fishing god taking a <laughs> it nap that been. all sounds good man <laughs> it was like all on paper on yeah on paper it sounded like the best team ever you know but we got bumped in the first round of the playoffs um but i'll tell you this mm. exciting news mm. up on if you if you don't subscribe to this podcast you should it's called in the blood we got a really exciting new interview up josh edited it for me um so i'm really excited about this uh, I made a joke last week that it was sort of like I caught the fish and threw it in the back of, car, of Josh's car so we could like gut it and clean it. But really, the podcast ended up being a lot more editing. It was like he took the fish home, gutted it, cleaned it, and then installed some sort of technology inside of the fish so it could live again. Then re-sewed the fish back up, and now the fish can can live again once more. Yeah. Um, and I'll yeah, the fish. I, never mind. I was gonna make a babble fish <laughs> joke, but I decided not to. We'll 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 just cut it there. Okay. Yeah, cut it there. But yeah, so I appreciate that, Josh. Uh, it sounds great, though. I listened to it. It's it's the first, one of the first ones we've done, I think, that has music edited into it. We did a little bit with the, no, we did that with our private Tomb Raider show we did a long time. Yeah, I think it's the first in the blood episode that actually uses music spots in it. Um, and uh, we talked to Ludowick, who is the primary composer for that game, you could say. And it's just a great interview. So if you're a fan of Katana Zero, which is what that uh, interview is all about, you should go download it right now. P- bumping it all over the place because uh haven't done one of those in a while so um and fish check this out yeah. i i 100 two games this week two games two in the games. same week yeah i yeah, I, know, I, I, know, I know you did spyro when did you yeah, find time to reading. masturbate i well sacrifices must he be still made, hasn't 100 percented that 
It's it's sad, it's sad that it's true. Um, I, I I platinum Spyro, um, okay. which I think is probably one of my favorite games ever. The first Spyro in the remaster, and I think the reason I wanted to platinum that game was just because in that game you're actually just collecting gems and treasure anyway. So when I finished it, I'm like shit. I need to collect more treasure, but there's no more treasure to collect. Oh wait, PlayStation allows me to collect treasure in the form of trophies. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm gonna do. Nice. It felt good. I've never, it might be the only platinum I ever get because it's like, you know, very inspiration based. And some platinums are just yeah. ridiculously hard and yeah. stupid. How was so. Spyro's platinum? Trophies? Easy. It was pretty, pretty easy. 100%ing, okay. yeah, 100%ing the game is the trickiest. You just got to commit down to it. I think I'm pretty close to it, but I can't be bothered. Right. <laughs> bother yourself, Rich. Bother eh, yourself. I'm bothered <laughs> by so much. I don't need that. <laughs> you need it. Okay. It's, well, I didn't know that trophies were. I don't mean to hog so much time here, but obviously I'm used to hosting, so I just have to blab and blab and blab because I'm an asshole. Go ahead, yeah, um, blab it up. <laughs> Fish is like, please, God, just talk. Please help me out here. Keep going on. Um, I never realized trophy hunting was because I'd never really done it before, and like some of the trophies they had you do were like finding weird stuff in levels that you would have no reason even knowing were there. Like it just like there was one level where they wanted me to hunt down these five gears in this level that were like hiding in the shadows, and they looked like they were just part of the background. But you actually had to destroy them, like blow fire on them and collect them all in one run. It was like really cool stuff like that. But um, and then the other one fish was uh, 100% of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. So, um, oh, oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You sent me the picture of that. That's I did. That one's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, uh, can can you actually 100% that as um, Funky Kong or? Yeah, oh, yeah. Donkey Kong. Ow. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah. I see how it is, Fish. It's my uh, birthday. Uh, Thanks uh, for uh, taking uh, a low blow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I was just curious. What was it? No, it's basically yes, he was just asking if you had someone else do it for you. If you're a psychopath, you can try 100% it without Funky Kong. He's good God. Some of those. Nah, man, those, I'm a real gamer. Dude, Rich, there are, there are secret <laughs> levels in that game that unlock a secret world that only has three levels, but those secret levels are fucking. Oh my god. Oh, dude, crazy. I would never try 100% tropical freeze. Oh. Well, here's the here's the part that I respect my time too much. <laughs> no, no. I had to do it. No, I will say this cuz I love that game so much. I feel a little hollow because you get a really cool thing when you start over where it lets you play the game in hard mode after you 100% it. So, and when you're in hard mode, you can you play as one character. Either this is cool. You can play as either Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, uh, Trixie Kong, uh cranky kong or funky but you have to pick one for per level and you only get one heart and no checkpoints and you have to go through an entire level um in cranky hard mode, for life you, yeah yeah but the thing is you can 200 percent that game so my question is is 100 percenting satisfying when you know that you can 200 percent the same game hmm. it is if i don't tell everybody about that I know, no. now I've told the world no. now <laughs> yeah no it's too late this isn't up yet uh, we're not doing this live we can edit that out it yeah, was cool that, that out for him. I, I, I did the first level and like all the Kong levels turn blue and you get like a different kind of Kong for doing it with the hard mode um, because it's obviously much harder with one life and no checkpoints. And I played as Diddy Kong because he's just like a really cute. He's a fun character to play by himself because he's really fast. and He's got his little jetpacks, you know, I'm a Dixie uh, Kong fan. Dixie's great. She's got a nice yeah. glide to her. I, also, I like Cranky because well. he's just screwed McDuck. From yeah, his controls yeah, suck those, though. I was bouncing that, that cane is pretty uh, great. Yeah, pogo cane for life. It's hard. It's hard to get the. Yeah. Anyways, 
Uh, it's been a fun week, Fish. Uh, thank you for letting me kind of cool. blab on here. Got to yeah. get that off my chest. You know, ah. I'm a new man. I turned 33 this week, and I also platinum my first game. Um, at some point, maybe I'll even figure out how to please my wife. I'm, I'm making big strides. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Don't don't oversell it. Just you know, do one step at a time. Save something your for next house. birthday. All right, I'll, I'm biting off more than I can chew. So. <laughs> the chewing's the problem. That's, she's asked you to stop that. She's asked me to ask you to stop that. You should know that part at least by now. <laughs> I have a weird problem. It's like it's no like edible underwear was so nineties, you know. Remember ed- edible underwear being like a big nineties thing? Like everyone wanted like those fruit. Loop well, we all yeah, we all love fruit by the foot. Why not yeah, just you yeah. know put it on somebody's crotch? It's <laughs> fucking yeah. what the weird thing that was. I never hear about that anymore. Hmm. You should check out my blog. <laughs> the entire supply probably got used up during the uh, preparations for Y2K. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> we'll have to survive uh, off these edible thongs. Fruit by the foot. I don't know. There's a dick joke there somewhere. Shay's not here, so we're breaking all of our intro rules so he can't yell at us. Uh, okay, I'm shutting up now. Yeah. Thank you, Fish. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah. Thank you for mentioning Shay that Shay is not here this week. He'll be um hopefully here next week. Um we'll see, but um at least that's the plan. He's uh off studying uh for uh, upcoming studying. Yes, quote unquote studying. I don't he, I know he's studying something. Whether it be the lady's body or he's got his face deep down in, you know, he's studying abroad. a textbook. I never <laughs> met the broad. No. <laughs> Fish, you had, you had a nice joke there. You should be like, right now, Shay is sitting in Japan in a room somewhere with his face just buried right between a nice pair of textbook pages. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying yeah. there? Yeah. That's musty. I like, I like the like smell. That. Next podcast, I guess. Yeah, no so horny for learning. Put that one on the back burner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shut up now. I'm sorry. Uh, and of course, our last guest here. Uh, a guy who I admire and love so dearly. Oh, here we go. I thought you told me to ask Sonic to leave. <laughs> uh, no. I love this man even more than Sonic. Josh Fowler is here Aww. tonight with us. Aww. How's nice. it going, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. I've been worn out this week with all that podcast editing with a uh, with an extra show this week and um, yeah, you you had quite a quite a load this week as far as like yeah, I editing. I kind of got like a little bit of time in a game yesterday mm-hmm. and like I've I've not done any gaming all week because I've been so busy with yeah. everything else. But yeah, but 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 other than not gaming this week, it's been a decent week. So I forgot yeah. to put a Steamworld Quest in the intro for Fish, but I know you've been playing that a lot too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been playing Let's that here and quest. there. Okay. On, on breaks, whenever I need to just stop editing before I completely glaze over. It's all for the greater good, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, so that's been a fun one. The those Steam World guys seem to somehow get every genre they try, which is just got to be frustrating for everyone else making like a single game and having a hard time with it. Seeing them try every genre and somehow get it. Hmm. Where's the? I need the steam. I need the Steam World dating sim because you know that. That's gotta I be. See what they do. With that's gotta be high <laughs> on their list. 
Yeah. Lovers of Aether. Mm. Are you familiar with the uh, SteamWorld games at all, Rich? Um, I played a little bit of SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, SteamWorld Quest has been on my radar. I have not picked it up yet. I probably will soon. Uh, mostly because a lot of people are telling me it's like Slay the Spire, which I like a lot. Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. Um, it's got its own feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's... It's a deck building game, kind of like that, but it's like about as pared back as you could possibly get it. Um, like you can have three characters in your party, and they can each not not can, but each have to have eight cards. Like okay. each of them has an eight card deck, and then like your whole like all three of those are shuffled together for your for turns. Okay, um, so, so it's like the characters are building separate hands that then get shuffled into a deck in combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got the the 24 cards for your deck that you then use for the rest of combat. Um, And it's, yeah, it's like, because everything's paired back so much, you have to really decide what sort of strategy you're going for. Um, All right, nothing wrong with that, though. It sounds sounds, uh, entry-level enough that uh, it mm -hmm. would just kind of be something fun to relax with. Yeah, yeah, it's not, like, crazy in-depth. You don't end up with just absolutely insane combos like you can get with Slay the Spire um, with, um, you know, like infinite turns and stuff like that you can end up making happen by the end of a run. Yeah. What I what I had heard was, like, Slay the Spire light, and I'm like, I'm fine with that because I'm fine with this. Like, Slay the Spire is me hunched over my fucking desk like a madman. <laughs> uh, this I'd rather just kind of be like, I'd be able to want to lay down in bed and be able to kind of unwind with. Yeah, and that that is more along the lines of what it is. It's got... Um, you know, a lot of the other traditional RPG mechanics in there as well, like different gear that you can equip, um, mm. and leveling up and whatnot. The, the gear is actually one of the interesting things because, um, it, they're, the mechanics are fairly straightforward. Like you play three cards a turn mm-hmm. and then, you know, go from there. But there are little variations on that. Like certain cards will combo if a different character played a card just before that. And the weapons that each character has trigger if all three cards are played by the same character, and that'll give you like a fourth card based on the weapon you've got equipped. Um, so yeah, it's 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 cool. It's not that not super deep, but because it's 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 a different type of deck building puzzle than you usually get, and I've been enjoying that just for a, a change of pace there. Sounds Is cool. it portable? Is it on the Switch? It's only on the Switch so far. It's, oh, I think it's supposed okay. to be coming to at least PC. I think, at least I PC, think, yeah. I think other consoles as well. I'm not 100% on that. The other yeah, SteamWorld stuff has in the past. So. Yeah, it's only on Switch currently. Oh, that's interesting. Came out first that. on the uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's a good platform for it as well. Just with his... Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, and since, since we were on the topic, um, you mentioned you... Hadn't gotten into a lot of their games. Uh, SteamWorld Heist, I think, is another one that you probably probably would like going back to because that's a again just kind of a completely different game. It's like a uh, mm-hmm. heist game, obviously, but it's like a side-scrolling stealth-ish. But there's really more combat than just stealth in the game. Okay, um, where you can like ricochet mm. shots around and stuff like that it's 
it's really good too. All right, that sounds good. Cool. Interesting mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. 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 All right. West baby. Steam World. Uh, I got one one quick question. We're not, we don't want to talk about this right now, but uh, or maybe even on the show. But I have to ask Rich this while he's here. Rich, have you played My Time in Portia? Uh, I reviewed My Time at Portia. <gasps> what? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I... Okay. Well, you don't have to tell me about it. Just send me the review. I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it. I want to hear yeah. My wife has been playing that game like all day, every day. I played a fucking lot of that because I previewed it back when it first uh, entered like alpha, and then I ended up reviewing it. I like it better than Stardew Valley. I'm gonna say it. I, I can't say I agree with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I scored it very highly. Huh? What? Okay. You're gonna send me a review? Yeah. Get mad. <laughs> I'm gonna get upset. Um, yeah. We don't but want to upset a, Morgan, though. There's hmm. a crazy, like, religious, like, place in there where they, like, take there's, weird objects. There's cool find. shit in there, but I think yeah. at the time of my review, I had more knocks against it. There's, mm. There was too much for me that didn't work, uh, if that makes sense. It's got some jank. Yeah. It's got yeah, a lot of jank. It might be less janky now. It does. It's a $30 game. It feels like it's halfway between... Maybe a triple A and an indie title for that reason. It's so ambitious. Little, That's yeah. the buzzword I use. Man, I, you know what? To be fair, I've only been watching her play it, but like, I really like like the started out. Stardew Valley had the worst fishing I've ever seen in my life, and this game had great fishing. I love, I love Stardew fishing. It's impossible. He's I don't know how you did any of it. That Hold weird on. meter. I what? actually just want to see what score I gave it, so I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm the fishing master. I can't catch a fish in Stardew Valley. 5.5 out of 10. Mediocre. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to have to pull people next we're, we're finding Morgan's weakness here. It's, his whole issue with Stardew is not being able to fish. That was, well, I, I like get that it, this though. game has an, has an art direction. And, like, me and Josh talked about this. Like, we couldn't really get into Stardew because we like a little more, um, like, if there was, like, a science fiction Stardew, that would have been, like, right up our alley. You know what I mean? Because it's be okay. weird. And this was like, but like, this game has a little weirdness to it. Like, it has an art style. It's not the best thing ever, but it's kind of like a, Ghibli-esque. a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Art style to it. And like, um, there's enough weirdness to the world and the characters, like, trading in. Like, the church hates old technology. So if you find like a CD ROM, you can bring it to them and exchange it for like seeds because they're like, oh, you shouldn't have these things because they store information. And that led to the downfall of our society. Like, there's, there's weird stuff in like that. So they give you seeds. I think in my review, yes. when I bring up the church, I, like, hyperlinked a video about the outbed or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, stupid machina. <laughs> my my wife accidentally, this is the last thing I'll say, my wife almost accidentally sold me on it with the dumbest thing ever, but I didn't tell her, because I was like, who are you dating in this game? That's important to me. I want to know who I'm going to fuck in here. You know what I mean? And, naturally. Um, naturally. There's a martial yeah. arts tournament in that game, too, by the way. Uh mm. I, wasn't, I thought you had something to do with the fucking. I was curious. No, no, you fuck, you fuck whoever wins, because you know I'm only, I only date champions. Oh, mm. okay, okay. You, or maybe they only date champions, so you have to win the tournament. He wants oh, to won. be in the very best. Tell me about fucking, and then I'll tell you the story of how I won the martial arts tournament. Okay, okay, this is good. God, Shay was here. He'd chop our dicks off. Um, so if, so basically. <laughs> She was telling me, she was like, yeah, there's this girl in the church that has these huge tits, but she's one of those crazy church people. I'm like, I'm a fanatical church lady, huge tits. Okay, that's who Hit I want to have my ghoster. relationship. Bada bing, bada boom. I love the idea of like this crazy, like, 
fanatical religious lady with these big knockers that I dated like the innocent farm girl. No, Emily. Is that who it was? Yeah, Emily. Yeah, yeah. She's cute. Uh, and the there's you know, I, I, it seems like that's more combat driven than um, Stardew. There's there's like dungeons and stuff that are a little bit like getting get pretty intense, and there's like narrative through lines with them. Yeah. But, yeah, there's these, like, seasonal events that happen uh, throughout the calendar year, and one of them is, like, a martial arts tournament that takes place over, like, four days, and you have to, like, sign up, and then you can bet, and you could bet on yourself. So my initial instinct was, like, oh, I should, like, bet against myself and just take a dive, <laughs> but I didn't do that. Um, I <laughs> like bet a on fiction thing? Yeah. <laughs> In the sixth round, you go down. Yeah, I bet on myself. Um, and the, like all the matches were like super easy, except for the guy I was facing for the championship. And then I realized like, I think your stamina or something regenerates over time. And like, I hit him in a way that he would eventually run out of stamina and I could pummel him. So like we fought for a little bit and then I just ran in a circle for like 20 minutes <laughs> while I, while I had, cause the real, the world clock is going on. Right. Yeah. So yeah. basically I got one hit on him and dodged him oh. and then I ran around and ran out the clock. And when it was <laughs> over, he had less health than me. So I won. <laughs> God. That's cheesing it done. Right, baby. <laughs> That's some good cheese right there. Um, but back to the cheese. Anyways, it sounds like Rich uh, really loves that game, uh, and re- deeply regrets his five out of five. Nah, uh, five I don't. out of ten. <laughs> five out of it's not a bad game. It just it needs some work, man. It needs some work. Uh, that's okay. I haven't played enough of it to really say I have a strong opinion. Except that of all the farming games I've seen, it seems the closest to my kind of. You get a jetpack, man. You get a jetpack to float around with. How badass! Uh... You do, but those mines get boring quick. I'm sure they do. Yeah. But you're digging up cool stuff. But don't the mines in Stardew get boring too? No. No, oh. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give you enough time for them to get boring. Like the clock is just it's like five so strict in that game. It is, yeah. Energy as well. Alright, that's my poll. Stardew versus Portia. Is it Portia? My time in Portia or Portia? How, See, my, Portia. Because there's there's voice acting in it, and they pronounce it Portia. <laughs> there is voice acting in that game. My, my biggest complaint, actually, I'm, I'm looking back at this review now. Um, I recall, I remember this at the time, was mainly saying, like, some of the crafting times late game gets so ridiculous, I would cut crafting times on, like, objects in half across the board. Hmm. Wait, what do you mean? So they were ridiculous, but you cut them in half? I'm confused with what you're saying. Like no, the, no, to make the, it better. the time it takes machines to like pour out some of the materials you need late game is yeah. absurd. Like I would cut it all in half across the board and that would improve the game significantly to me. Mm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Cause you have to wait forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of the nature of these. I get, I get that. That's fair. That's fair. Did you ever catch my wife was telling me that there's these $5,000 fish that are very rare. Did you ever catch one of those? Uh, I don't believe I did. Wow. Seems like you need to go back to my time in Porsche. My time in Rich's Porsche. Yeah, it was all right. I crashed I it. <laughs> what were you playing it on, PC? Uh, yes, PC. Okay. I wonder how that looks and plays on the Switch. I'm curious. Because uh, it's only one. Interesting. Okay, well, I uh, am intrigued. I can't say I have enough enthusiasm to go out and spend the money on it, but it looks interesting. All right, Fish, I've derailed your show long enough, but those, those mm-hmm. are the tough questions that we had to ask. All right? Now we know. Do you want to bang the big-breasted lady? Yeah. Yes. Yes, The answer to that question is yes, Morgan. There's a big bear that walks around in that town named Papa. Oh, yeah, that dude's the best. He just wears a bathrobe. You know he fucks. (laughs) 
That dude fucked. Speaking of bathrobes, don't forget my Katana Zero interview. Yeah. In the blood. Podcast mm-hmm. near you. All right, Fish, take yeah. it away. All right, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's our uh, that's all our guests. That's and our show. Of course, me. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Oh wait, we've already went over our time allotted. Sorry, Fish. Yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> we do have a topic of the show, though. Uh, I thought we didn't have one, but uh, we do have one, guys, and we actually asked some of our uh, Instagram followers, uh, and. Um, few of them actually chimed in so uh the topic of this week uh was are you down with cheesy game stories like mortal Kombat, avenger type of stuff and why does sometimes cheesy fun and cheesy bad games come off as wait i read that wrong sorry i could edit that shit out sorry i totally (laughs) read that fucking wrong Three, two, one. And our topic of the show is Are you down with cheesy game stories? And why is it sometimes cheesy is fun mm-hmm. and sometimes cheesy is bad? It ain't um, easy being cheesy. No, it sure isn't. Um Yeah, like I guess what I feel like uh Morgan's getting at here with this question was uh pretty basic. Uh do you like cheesy game stories? Um, like, what are, what are some games that have stories that come off as, you know, not something that you, you find in a novel or something that's well-written, but more something that's just like... It's it's almost like a write-off, but... Well, it, it's tough It's tough to kind of narrow down, Fish, and I, I think it's interesting because mm-hmm. I was telling... Uh, I was thinking about this a lot, Rich, lately, because Rich was, Rich was joking on his Twitter that he thought... He said the the two greatest stories of all time uh, in fiction are what Metal Gear and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, I stand by that statement. Um, but it got me thinking, like, how how, sub, how interesting and subjective. Did that, that read as a joke? Well, <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Um, uh, is pure law at this point. Uh, first of all, Metal Gear Solid is not cheesy, and it is one of the greatest stories ever. I told. agree. Um, You're the one who said it was a fucking joke. <laughs> no, no, the Mortal Kombat was the part I thought was interesting. Um, if you've played, I mean, come on, you're putting Mortal Kombat on the same level of Kojima-san. Listen, come on now. The dynamic tale of the Cage Dynasty. <laughs> Johnny Cage, one of the greatest characters in modern fiction. <laughs> when you can see young Johnny Cage sitting next to old Johnny Cage, while young Johnny Cage is hitting on young Sonya Blade because she actually died earlier in the game and old Johnny Cage who is Sonya Blade's husband is chastising young Johnny Cage for creeping on his dead but now back through time younger version of his wife that's when you know shit's gone crazy yeah Cage, Cage man knows what's up right I can't hey, that, that, was, that was very fucking weird was there even a moment where Johnny Cage was like grieving that his wife no, was he died? didn't have I, time I, to grieve I he was here man Outworld was in trouble yeah. you gotta understand here's the thing there is a brilliant arc to that character because Johnny Cage is now so self aware that he fucking sucks so hard and Mm-hmm. Literally, one of my favorite like character intros is like young Johnny Cage when he comes out and they like smack the sunglasses off him and he just pulls a second pair of sunglasses yeah, out of his yeah, coat, puts them on, yeah. and I'm like, ah, oh, Johnny, ah, oh, Johnny Cage sucks so bad, but he's so great. 
Well, the self-awareness stuff is pretty funny. I just, yeah, the grieving thing I didn't even think about, but I don't think he does ever grieve his wife. He doesn't have, he doesn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's a 20-year younger version right there. He's like, well, it's fine. Mm. Figure it out. I love the preposterous nature of, like, Cassie Cage sitting there with her. Like, she's still trying to grieve her mom's been dead for, what, 30 minutes? And Not younger even. Version, <laughs> younger version of her mom is there. Uh, and like, the- like, hanging out with her. It's... <laughs> Her, her main condolence, like, she walks out of a portal and fucking Raiden's, like, she died an honorable death. And everybody's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so stupid. I mean, I'm gonna go great. pick up Lung Ka- <laughs> fucking Kung Lao from high school now. Uh, but, but the idea behind the question, and it's a nice segue to talk Mortal Kombat in a little bit, too, is that I feel like it's different from person to person, but the idea is, like, how self-aware are you? But I hear all these people are saying that Days Gone is... is admittedly pretty cheesy the wedding scene's been going around the internet which is one of our polls um because you know he gets married with his backwards hat and she I says just something got like, to that scene in the game did you okay it's so like you get the part where she's like i hope you ten, ride me yeah. like you ride your mo- yeah. it's like fucking 10 hours in wow okay that's a that's yeah amazing. i was not expecting that like oh. i was wondering when that scene comes up it's like 10 hours in uh okay. because most of the narrative stuff like uh about deacon's past comes through flashbacks yeah um that game is so fucking mediocre. Yeah, is it? That's too bad. That's too bad. That seems to be the overwhelming, overwhelming sentiment, though. But is it so? Is is it story wise though? Do you get that feeling from it? Like it's not self aware, cheesy, or it's yeah, earnest? I, and what is? I don't think it's earnest. I think it plays it too close to the chest. I, I very much think it's taking itself way too seriously at times. Okay. Um, and like. Deacon St. John is not a character that I find remotely relatable. Like, I don't empathize with him. And uh, I believe on the Giant Beast cast, they talked about this briefly. And the way Vinny Caravella put it, I think, is probably the way I feel about it the most, which is Deacon has these moments where he flies off the handle and you don't feel like there's any reason for it other than, like, the script said he's angry here, so he's angry. Yeah, it's just time for him to be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. And, you know, I think... It's probably fair to assume that with games like this that people weren't really looking forward to or expected it to be kind of a train wreck is that um, people are going into it, I think, a little... I don't want to say they're going to be looking for criticisms, but I don't... You can just tell there's certain games people are heading into, and it's like, man, if this game... This game is going to get raked over the coals if it's not nailing everything, and... It was... I wasn't prepared to, like, shit on it. I would have been just happy being like, this is pretty good, but... For one, I don't think I was looking for another zombie story. This is not a game I was particularly excited about. And at the end of the day, the writing is subpar, and it's a very mid... It's a by-the-numbers open-world game. Yeah. And it I does was some blown baffling away. stuff with inventory. I Yeah, I heard about I was I was baffled by that game selling so well so far. I was, like, reading some stuff on that game selling well. I was like, holy in shit. In the UK, it did really well. Yeah, in the UK, it lit that shit up. I could not believe it. Yeah. I was sold Mortal Kombat. It was That's wild. shocking. Don't they want to get some brutalities? Don't uh, they know they're, that they're Johnny Cage has a fatality where he rips someone's spine off and does oh, a ventriloquist yeah. act oh. with them? Oh. <laughs> Don't they know? I, I actually pulled that off on Morgan as he was playing... Uh, Cassie Cage, oh, which was man. just was the weirdest fucking thing. Like, I like Cassie's heart you uh, fatality, where she rips your heart out and then does like the the hand heart thing, little Instagram heart. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I that. love Cassie Cage, not just because she's hot, but 
I like the idea of her just being sort of this obnoxious character who's very like like everything she says feels very like goofy. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of like weird in jokes. She's I'm very missing. much every 50 year old's idea of what a millennial is, but it yeah. plays really well. But doesn't she say something? One time when I got into a fight, she was like, "I stand with the president" or something like that. So I was probably. Like, there's, there's some in jokes in there that I have there's not had some time to really dissect. good noob cybot jokes in there too. Is there man? But she's yeah, a but, tough but, character to hmm. use because she sucks. Anyway, Fish is right. He we no, nah, I like Cassie. He, he 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 beat me and then he, he it was horrifying because he was Johnny Cage and I was his daughter and he ripped my spine out. He was <laughs> like, I was like fuck fatality. Man. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. It was just, it was, that was the, the first one that really got me. And there was also the whole, it's your daughter, dude, thing that kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. I, I agree. Uh, Morocco yeah, I rips a man's face off and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Mortal Kombat sure. might be, might be awesome. But, but yeah, I guess for me, like, I don't know. Like I, I've been thinking about this a lot cause I do like the Mortal Kombat story mostly. I think it's pretty fun. Um, I think it works because also the characters are pretty fucking absurd looking. And like, if they were hyper serious, it would be really weird because you'd have a bunch of guys, a bunch of dudes and ladies standing around that just are wearing these big, ridiculous, like almost like cosplay looking outfits. And they're having these heart to hearts all the time. It would just be like, what is going on here? There's also like, I I think there's something like really endearing about the characters that have more of the serious look to them like, more of the grounded look than recounting things about the past, and you're just like, what? what is even happening? Like, with Jack just being like, yeah, this is Goro's cave, this is where Ermac ripped my arms off, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It all plays. I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, it plays oh, so well. And they haven't done anything with that weird, who's that, Kano? He's like, he just walks up to his young self, and he's like, you're a handsome man, it's aren't a, you? Oh, oh, Lord, <laughs> fuck me, would you fuck me? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little erotica there. Yeah. And he's like, Kano doesn't seem to have anything, but they, they've really seen to pick the characters they want to spend more time with, so. Oh, yeah, and it's a, it's a good lineup. They, they like that family. They like the Cage family. The Cage family's uh, great. Yeah. Even though everyone hates Warner. But yeah, so it's interesting because I feel like that works for me even because it is cheesy, but I feel like the context of maybe just growing up with Mortal Kombat and knowing it is important. But I don't normally get down on like so bad it's good stuff, you know? Like mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I don't think guy. it falls into that category for me. Like because no. I don't even think it registers as bad. It's just super self-aware in selling its points of being like, hey, we're gonna take this a little bit more seriously than we probably should, but it's all very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And that, that balance is going to be tough, I think, from person to person, what, what they're succeeding at. Whereas people are going to rip that scene in Days Gone apart. As long as you ride me like you're riding your motorcycle, you know, and it's, it's just going to... Mm-hmm. But um, it's weird. What about, you, what about you, Fish? Like, when you think about... Like, so me and Fish have been arguing about it, because I don't think he's digging the Mortal Kombat story as much as I was, because he was... No, I'm not. Yeah. It should be. It's amazing. <laughs> Does it get better than like the first three chapters or what? It, what it... Describe who are you playing as right now? Um, Liu Kang and okay, you're Kung at Lao. like some peak shit right there. That's just like oh, its okay. own buddy cop film where like <laughs> oh, Kung okay. Lao's just like razor blading dudes in half. It's yeah. all so good. I like the beginning though. Like the first fight in the game is like Cassie's getting promoted and she has to fight her mom. She's like, all so right. So she shoots her point blank in the head. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's so comical. You're like having this violent fight and you're like, all right, you've been promoted or whatever it was. Like, God, this is She's dumb. CO now. It. So yeah. good. I, I don't know why I couldn't stick to it. Like, I guess it's, it. well, it's, 
one of two things like for one i've never been invested in the mortal Kombat story um even watching the movies like uh, i've never really cared for a story in mortal Kombat. like that game has always been and always will be like my childhood nostalgic game where i just button mash and that's exactly what i did you know when me and morgan shared like multiplayer together online uh we we spent a night and we just had a few rounds and everything but uh i've i've, I've never been invested in the story and it sounds like you don't need to be invested in the story totally going don't. into this one yeah you don't and like i was following it through and through like Liu Kang is apparently undead, and Jade is undead, and I think that might have been connected to to ten uh, to, to, previous to nine and okay. ten were Raiden okay. Maiden Oopsie. Yeah. Oh, Raiden. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The main character is kind of. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that Raiden, Raiden has red lightning. It's because he's a bad <laughs> man. <laughs> yes. It disappointed me because Fish was telling me he was all about Raiden when he was a kid, and I'm like, dude, Raiden's a badass <laughs> now, and he's like, no. Are you guys familiar with Shao Kahn? <laughs> Oh, I love Shao Kahn. He's he's pretty. He's bad got a hammer. Too. He does. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know there was another Khan though. Cobalt Khan. Yeah, Khan. he's dumb yeah. as fuck. No, his, I fucking love Cobalt Khan. You his can, fighting cool, style actually. is his fighting style's off. cool, but he looks. I love Cobalt Khan. He looks like a Smurf with like a, a headdress. Or I something love it. Like. I've seen Avatar. What? Yeah, he, he looks. Yeah, like yeah he looks an Avatar dude. chieftain. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Aztec yeah. Avatar. Yeah. But he gets shit on the whole game. He gets his ass kicked, or like people talk shit on him. He's just well, like he's nobody's... pretty hateful, man. You saw what he did to Dark Cottons. Yeah, there. Did you? I like that scene where you were in the the cannibal place, and that girl was swinging on all the dead bodies and like flinging them back into. Do you remember that part, Rich? Mm-hmm. That was good. That was a good part. That's good uh, stuff. There's some. Good I like stuff. when yeah. you go to Goro's cave and Goro's on his throne, but dead. Oh. See, I love he's dude. Goro's my favorite character. He's your he's my reptile. Uh, oh, he's don't, dead. Don't compare. Goro he's dead to in this one. You can't play as Goro. <laughs> the Goro Gamecast was the one I started and never got off the ground. The Goro Gamecast. <laughs> <laughs> all Goro, all night. <laughs> okay, for how could you? Goro was the one that when I was a kid haunted me the most. When I first got to his lair as a kid, and I saw this creepy guy with you know I was like eight years old playing the first game. Like Goro is the one that freaked me out the most, um, so that's probably why. I mean, you've seen the M- Goro in the movie Mortal Kombat yeah, movie. Goro's fucking horrifying. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. If you like bad movies, no, it's a no. It's it's a genuinely good film. The second no, one I love bad. it. I dude, I watched that movie like a hundred times when I was a kid. I had the VHS. I wore that VHS out. And I had the Jerry Maguire VHS, and I used to rewind that 10 seconds. Show me the money. <laughs> Fuck me. Never stop fucking me. But yeah, anyways, um, it's, I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot, but I, it just made me wonder, like, why we sort of pick. There might be a level of subjectiveness to it that the media doesn't want to admit, where it's like, we kind of pick and choose what we will let fly in the corny department based on our own sort of affinity with the series our preconceived notions and i i think we're willing to i think mortal kombat's a known quantity at this point there's 11 of them it's true (laughs) this it's very known quantity and and they like to bring i think this one's really cool because they brought back a lot of characters i played as a kid so i'm just like i know who these people are well from nine on they very much pick the people they wanted to focus on and uh like but mainly being like the Cage family, your Scorpions, your subs, your subs zero, um, yeah, 
It's Luke it's Kang. interesting, but like when I I couldn't think of it a lot of other because I don't really consider Metal Gear that corny. I I don't consider it cheesy. Like it has comedy in it that's really weird. Like around the I edges, think like Metal Gear, I would classify as more fringe. It's because I yeah I know they have a scene where you're watching Johnny poop himself or whatever you know what I mean but like yeah classic general yeah it is but generally the actual story itself is pretty earnest and it's pretty, pretty straight-laced yeah and emotional it's over the top but it's still um, very sincere so and now that Josh has returned from his emergency I can ask him about cheesy um, games but yeah I, I don't know Josh we're we're having a pretty good uh, back and forth here about sort of the nature of maybe like my theory is that people just sort of make. I know that people try to play it off like, hey, this game is less self-aware than that game. But I think generally a lot of it's like Rich said, our pre- preconceived notions about what we will allow as, as cheesy in our minds and not cheesy, which is why we give Mortal Kombat a break, let's say, because we played it since the kids and, and it's ridiculous. But maybe something that new that comes out that's a little cheesy, we're like, no, this game is just not hitting the right. You know, what's your take on that? For you, like, uh, what's something cheesy that you enjoy and like why it works for you or, or doesn't? Um, yeah, I, I think I can agree with the preconceived thing for the most part. I think, obviously, some some developers do it better than others and just, like, get how to make something that's awkward or cheesy or uh, are able to poke fun at themselves in a way that actually works. Um, uh-huh. Whereas I, I think some of them just don't quite get it. They think if they put a meme or two in their game, then all of a sudden the rest of it is just going to fall into place. And I don't think that really happens yeah. as much as... You a... know, that that immediately brings to mind Borderlands 2. Ooh, like, yeah. the, the comedy in that game was is so obnoxious and like the characters were just way over the top. And yet it just came off as cheesy bad for me because it, it was just something that didn't interest me in any way. And it felt like they were trying to present these as oh yeah you're gonna laugh at this and you're gonna find all the all 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 the all the comedy in this uh it's just gonna hit high notes with you and like a lot of it you know like i I don't know like there was parts in the game where like it was super serious like that that whole side quest with um or in the in the main quest whenever you're going to save um what's his name that that guy with uh that raven uh mordecai's uh big raven mm-hmm. um where it dies and like it's just super serious there and like but it, it the way that that yeah that raven but like everything leading up like, to that is you know dealing with uh, uh what's her name um tink as well i've got in my head and i know that's not right but anyway um but yeah it's it's it Oddly, you bring that up. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Borderlands 2 had an issue with that, and I think a lot of it was that the music didn't change whenever stuff was happening. I don't, I don't know if you noticed that, but it's like you'll end up with the same kind of, well, maybe you're shooting something type stuff. Yeah. And, like, it didn't well, ever really fit the comedy bits as much as it fit the rest of the game. Um, no, a, a lot of times, like sound you, design's you know, important. Yes, yeah. yeah, the sound design was pretty awful in that game because you you would hit like certain thresholds in a certain level, and you would automatically get the audio for certain um, story beats, and you could be fighting a bunch of bandits, you know, and, and you know, yeah, it's, it falls didn't deep seem in to... that, and 
it just doesn't hit you the same way whenever you're like focus on doing like a a certain uh, uh fight scene and yeah you're having to listen to this long dialogue of this character that you can't really focus on as far as like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it didn't seem to change on cue the way it was supposed to so yeah i feel like i was supposed to be more sad when that that bird died or whatever i was like i feel like is, why isn't this hitting me as much i think part of it may have been specifically for people who maimed him before yeah so it's yeah like, a little bit if yeah. you've got that connection there um already yeah, my boy Bloodbeak. yeah so yeah so one person in your party if you're playing online with four people would have been real yeah, sad. yeah so it works about a quarter <laughs> of the time yeah. Um, that 25%. was that was me. I was that guy. Mm. Were you? Yeah. yeah. That's a bummer. That yeah, Borderlands I don't have a strong opinion either way, but that was yeah. a game that I heard got a lot of criticism of people where it kind of hit or miss with people. Yeah. I know a lot of people I, that I swear I by enjoyed the, the game more than most, but I don't I was not a big fan of the story they were trying to tell in that one. Um so mm. it just yeah, it just didn't really land for me anyway. Um but yeah, yeah, because they're they're they do get very internet humory at times, and 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 sometimes it feels like they're just being weird for the sake of weird, which just isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, like I think if that's what it you can be when do, you hammer it home too much. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Kind I don't of know. Just... It's I think part of it is that it's you're supposed to be on this other world, and it doesn't really feel like they're building a cohesive culture there or anything. It's like whatever happens to be funny at the time here. It's not like they've got their own. I don't know. I just I it's wasn't getting very, a sense of place. It's this very loose interpretation of like the 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 a frontier, like the west, yeah. the old west, but in space. But like you said, very loose. Like it never mm-hmm. really finds its footing. Like it's mm-hmm. lawless. But then over here, like you said, nothing's coherent. Every person there feels very disconnected and off doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Curious to see how Borderlands 3 addresses that. They actually just had the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal the other day. Mm-hmm. It's true. Checking out some of that. Um, Fish, let's, uh, let's, you want to rock through some comments we can respond to? Let's see what people had to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, got a few comments here. Um, start with Benny Aker. Benny Aker says, you can tell when a game is self-aware that is cheesy, and that can be fun. But other games fall short and become cheesy, and it just isn't as enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. self-awareness thing is going to pop up. I'm going to do a tally on how many people use the term self-aware. Mm-hmm. Let's get self-awareness yeah. tally. Ding! It's kind of important. Uh, Gaming and Drinking says, Cheesy good. Self-aware. Self-deprecating. Ding. Poking fun at oneself when you're an established franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, parentheses, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Cheesy bad, non-self-aware, totally serious, but still corny as hell, newcomer series, and parentheses, Days Gone. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that's a pretty good outline of it's almost, what's a cheesy It's almost like he's bad. saying they've almost earned the, the trust of the public because they've just been a, around for so long. A step, like, where Days Gone is, like, an unknown quantity... And right. you know what I mean? And they haven't defined their tone uh, consistently right. yet to us as a consumer a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we have like 20 plus years it. of, we still have like, you know, 20 plus years of Mortal Kombat where we, we've seen the movies and those are cheesy, good movies and fun to watch. And then <laughs> good we movie. have all these 
Good, yeah. yeah. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation <laughs> will give you cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss you, Granddad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the cafe is back, says. It's, it's all over the place, but I have to say, once you get the last world, the quality drastically improved. Okay, never mind. That's not it. Um, <laughs> That's sorry, wrong. Wrong, wrong comment. Uh, he, he does say, uh, relating to the topic, yes, the difference is, is how self-aware the game is. I haven't played Days Gone, but I hear that it takes itself way too seriously, as opposed to Mortal Kombat 11. Knows its story, is absurd, and just rolls with it anyway. What do you mean? Everything in Mortal Kombat could happen. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. I don't think it's completely self-awareness from, like, the characters, though. Like, because a lot of times, I think it can work if the character has exactly zero awareness, but the writers... If the characters fully the writers committed to the bit, put them yeah. in situations where that works. Yeah. Um, Which is yeah. kind of more of what Mortal Kombat does. Mm-hmm. The level of like reversing the self awareness that Mortal Kombat uh, Eleven does is particularly in Johnny Cage's arc, in Johnny Cage interacting with like MK Two era Johnny Cage and fully being aware of like you need to shut up because you're the worst, mm-hmm. and that yeah. that's a different sort of self awareness that we're talking about there. Yeah, imagine how fun that would be to like make a game and then ten years later be like. Yeah, now we can make new versions of those characters, and we can have them interact with the original versions of those characters. I mean, that must have been like the funnest storyline to write. A fun, dumb time travel story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. Just like that, Bioshock Infinite. There's that really good favorite. shot with like the shootout with like the bullet scraping Johnny. He's like, "Our beautiful face, Johnny." Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's good stuff. I like it. I like it. I don't know if I like it as much as Rich, but I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, Tony S. chimes in with, I love good cheesy story. It's fun. Um, and to answer, I guess, our second question, I turned that around, I think. MK's story is a mess. It's yet another cheap reboot. Oh, no. The second one in, thir- <laughs> in three games. Days Gone is way more entertaining, even though it's a CW show. Wow, that's... <laughs> I never... CW. What a wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole time you guys been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll give this Crazy this Mortal Kombat here. I'll give this listener credit for having the bravery to turn that shit around on him. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's forcing me to watch this CW show called Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and uh, it's not a terrible show, but it's not a great show either. And I always tell her, I'm like, every time she says, says I'm like, yeah, that seems about on the, the right barometer with the CW show. And she gets real mad at me. Like, it's real condescending the way I do it. I'm just like, I, I, I watch HBO. All right. All right. I, I, and she just hates The it. high She's bar so... for bullshit. I'm like, look, we don't need to turn the CW on. We can go in a CW time machine. I bought the Buffy box set for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't the CW back then, though. What was it? The, uh... Yeah, but it was the same thing. It was, yeah, it was just it was, WB it was. at the time. But it's and the I was same just watching thing. Buffy because she was hot. I didn't give a shit about the goddamn story. I was so invested in Were Buffy. You really? I, I fucking love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, man. I did too, but I don't couldn't tell you anything that happened. Except I could tell you everything that happened because <laughs> I rewatched Buffy pretty fucking regularly. Dude, I had like Sarah Michelle Gellar p- pictures all over my room, like everywhere. Twenty, thirty of them. 
I for like and this isn't even this is pretty recent. This is maybe like ten years ago. Like on my desk, I would put like a framed picture of like Buffy era Seth Green just because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he worked with the bad guys, didn't he? Yeah. yeah uh, he no, he was a uh, he was uh, a fucking werewolf. He dated uh, what's her face? Oh uh, yeah, the 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 American Pie girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then in the comics, he went to China <laughs> and he learned to control being a werewolf, and he could turn into it whenever he wanted. Okay, did you just say in the comics? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we just learned about Rich's deep obsession with Buffy. This is great. <laughs> uh, I can't. Nope. But you were waiting your whole life to talk about Buffy on a podcast. Yeah. No. Finally, we're here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Well, I props this listener for at least standing up for their game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. got a strong opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Props to you, Tony. Yes. Um, E. Maguire, E. Maguire, 0047 says cheesy done right is always fun. It's like super campy horror movies. The new MK is insanely campy and it's amazing. Um, I can't think of like a like a really campy horror movie that I've really enjoyed. You're not a campy guy. I've known Fish my uh, whole no. life. He's not really? a campy guy. My, my current oh. campy horror Cab- example, Cab- I guess, would be like Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, that's that's uh, ridiculously yeah. campy. Yeah. yeah, actually, I did enjoy that movie. Did you? Um, okay, I did. Yeah. You're about to give an example of a movie that's not campy. I don't think. Fish. No, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods is campy. Is it? You got to get past that first act to like the big reveal. Yeah, yeah. but it's the big campy. reveal is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. But movie. also, it's kind of but dark it, too. It is. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, so I don't think it's campy, but it has like it has like that weird thing where it's like the unicorn. I think um, that second half is campy once you realize what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah. One thing that's tricky with horror movies for me is that like because I went back and watched Friday the Thirteenth with my wife and. I can't tell if it's campy because it's campy or it's so dated that it feels campy. You know what I mean? And that's, um, that's yeah. like, they're taking all the tropes from it. And like later on down the years, the, yeah. the horror movies and the special effects and the acting, but I'm like, maybe at the time this didn't feel campy. You know what I mean? Cause right. it's been like 30 years. Yeah. Well, some things age better in that regard because of stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like the first Halloween still ages pretty well, for the most part. I'd say it's so. Creepy, not campy, which just kind of eerie. Um, but yeah, over time they start to lose their their luster. It's interesting. I it is to some degree subjective, but I've known Fish my whole life. I just want to say that he's not a campy guy. I've known he's more of like a super. He's an emo guy. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. likes the really emo stories. Like he wants yeah. to cry over Meryl and cry over Aries. He just wants to cry over all his video game care. Sorry that happened. Of course, yeah, yeah, it did happen to me. That's that's how I grew up. You should play. You should play Ice Climbers. It's really emotional. Mm. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. I'm not emotionally invested in those two little characters. They're adorable. You should be. (laughs) Did I get to the top of the mountain and die? No. Well, okay. Well, I don't want (laughs) to spoil it. If we're gonna do an ice climber spoiler cast. They the both la- jump off of the the mountain and just commit suicide. So we're gonna talk- in- go ahead, go ahead. What the- <laughs> we're gonna talk emotionally stirring stories. You guys should play Burger Time. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking. Um 
Yeah, it bums me out that Fish has never finished Red Dead, because that is the only game that actually brought me close to a, a level of emotion with a digital product, probably. So. Really? Really? Of all oh, things? I don't, I don't want to spoil Ooh. what happens. Um, me too. I got really emotional after I wasted hours and hours to get that gambler set of clothes. Boy, did I look amazing. Yeah. I looked like a fucking bamf, but... Dear God, do you ever get those by gambling horribly? <laughs> horribly. Horribly. I never did any of the gambling. Basically, <sighs> you unlock it by doing gambling achievements that are all given out for gambling the wrong way. Oh. Was that one of those weird, like, checklist things? Like the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, win in blackjack after hitting five times. See, like, I, what? I had like, it's, yeah. they're they're very nearly impossible, and like it's circumstantial nonsense. It's all about like yeah, pure yeah. luck. Mm-hmm. It isn't a cheat. Yeah, that's how the I wanted to get that really cool like bandit stuff, and it was like I had to do all this stuff that was kind of anti being a good Arthur Morgan, so I didn't do it, and it looked real weird. Yeah, yeah I was not, not a fan of that whole weird checklist. Yeah, kind of like thing. the gambling one in in particular is you get it for gambling terribly. Just terribly. Like, I lost so much money trying to get that stupid, stupid outfit. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was close. I don't think games have really made me cry very. Um, what else you got, Fish? Uh, Matt DBG says Days Gone doesn't have a cheesy story. It has a poorly written and uninteresting story. Mortal Kombat at least breaks new ground. Days Gone is cliche fest and it's not presented in a clever way like some cliche fest games are. It's still reasonably a fun game, though, if you ignore the dialogue. Which, uh. It's hard. I don't know if you. Yeah. The thing for me, I, what, what my itch that gets scratched with Days Gone is that it's very checklisty. Um, and it's really easy to lose yourself in games like that, where it's like, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna clear this camp. Uh,. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't have that problem, thank God. But I know a lot of people that do. It's a compulsion. A checklist yeah. compulsion. <laughs> I love a good checklist. <laughs> like a good checklist. You must love Assassin's Creed. I do. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I checklist do. of all checklists. The, it is. It's the, just the finest checklist. I love Murder Checklist Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why does no one use that name? That's a great name. Murder Checklist Simulator. The first one, especially, it's literally like the the opening to the original Assassin's Creed is like, here's a list of people I need you to kill, and then you're like, all right, I'll see you in twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I like the first one though. I'll stand by the first Assassin's Creed till the day I die. I would love the first one to be remade in the current engine. Yeah, it was cool at the time. I'm not saying it would hold up to me now, but I remember at the time thinking it was pretty cool. I like the first one a lot. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Paradigm Dream says, I'm totally down for cheesy stories. I think it tends to work better when it doesn't take itself too seriously and just focuses on being fun. Which, which is a, it's a good cheese, yeah. Always want that good cheese, not Fish that bad cheese. cheese. You know, it's funny because yeah, I am appreciative that. I think it's yeah. a pretty good comment, uh, stopping point, but I was going to say this as we segue and then move on that. With, with Mortal Kombat, you know, I appreciate you getting it, Fish. I do. I know it wasn't your cup of tea. And I know you're probably anxious to return that game mm-hmm. uh, as soon as possible. Um, oh, yeah. 
so it didn't really work out. I was hoping that fish would love it, and then it would salvage my $60 purchase on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, is, like, I can't get over how poorly it runs on the Switch. It, it's, it's, it's ugly, right? It's bad. It's, it's so it's bad. It's terrible. Like, and I feel like playing it on dock mode, it would at least play a little bit better. It doesn't. I think it actually plays slightly worse because there's moments in the story, as I was going through the story, where dialogue was cut off in cutscenes. Yeah, scenes. like hiccup and stuff. Yeah. 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 It yeah. Was, it, it, yeah that, I'm, I'm sure they're definitely going to be adding more patches to that game to fine tune that stuff, but it just, it, it yeah, it, it has small stuff like that, blemishes like that. That I mean, overall, like, the, the frame rates are there for a fighting game. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. there. And that's what you need. But, like, and pretty much, yeah, for competitive uh, reasons, at least. Like, if it's one thing you know, gamers are going to complain about, it, it's another thing that they're going to complain about that game. But um, for me, it, it was just, like, small things like that that just turned me off and me not being emotionally invested in Mortal Kombat. And you don't have to. I mean, uh, I mean, if you play the games throughout the you series... You hate fun! Just there, a minute. You hate fun, and you no, hate... No, I, I, I had fun fighting against you. I actually, you know, uh, we went back and forth with our rounds in that game, and I, I thought that was pretty fun. You know, it reminded me of just being a kid, button-mashing like... Yeah, it's because you were button-mashing, which upset me, personally. Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking button-mashing. Nobody can, the only way to button- play Mortal Kombat. Oh, if you button fun. mash against me in Smash, I will destroy you. But you can right. button mash. You, you can't do. You can't do that in yeah, Smash. Yeah, no. that's that's yeah exactly. If button mashing is a strategy, then there's something wrong with the game. Then it, I don't want to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly rich. It was it was funny because like I would go I would this is usually how it went I would use like I would go about two rounds and I actually have like this sort of a strategy I tried to learn one character Cabal because I really like him a lot and uh, he goes fast his back forward B yeah he shoots at you and he spins you around and then while you're spinning around I go back down back A and he'll catch you with his hooks and then you can do a couple things from there too so I had my strategy down and I would win like two rounds pretty easily and then I'd have a round where fish just I couldn't even get a hit in it was just like boo 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 and and it was just like an obliteration and I was like fish what what were you doing who did you give the controller to that was brilliant and he was like I was just mashing buttons bro I'm like god <laughs> damn it and then I felt sick to my stomach I'm like I'm over here trying to play the game right and he's just mashing like a madman sometimes that's um, all it takes that's true it was fun though I still can't get more uh, fatalities to save my life I don't know why I'm so bad at them I can't they're easy man just print out your list like it's the, Genesis days yeah. none of them would work even the easy one where it was like rb or whatever the fuck it was mm, I don't do never... that garbage i can't respect you if you do that mm. i couldn't even get it to work <laughs> call me when you've successfully pulled off a brutality and, and nobody online <laughs> those are pretty cool nobody online could do like i fought like 10 people last night online and anyone who beat me not a single person did a fatality they were just like you could see them trying because they go their, their character will kind of wiggle around and then, yeah <laughs> and yeah i, I fatality then... no problem oh and public service announcement uh, you can you can get a toasty in MK11. Toasty is still a thing. I've seen those. Yeah, I, I've seen a bunch of those. Yeah, toasty. Yeah, I love that. But uh, I just it's I get it. I, I'm in like more than I am in love with it because I think of the Switch version looked really gorgeous. I wish I'd almost bought the sixty dollars version on console because even if I just played it for the story and then small chunks here and there, if it was gorgeous, I think that would go a long way. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing cool. on yeah. PS4 and it looks fucking immaculate. Amazing. God I damn. bet, yeah. 
I bet. There's this cool level, like the the red, the blood ocean or whatever, it has like a giant leviathan beached, and it's mm-hmm. like all blood skies and like a giant anchor. And but it just, it just all looks so bad on the Switch. It's just frustrating. It's a dope PS2 game. It really is a dope PS2 game. But I, I've been uh. as someone who's a hardcore Smash addict, I've been comparing the two, and it's interesting because I think, weirdly enough, the things that Mortal Kombat does get right is more of the single player stuff that hooks me and then the things that and I just love smash a lot more, but I also love just the, the multiplayer in smash, but like, I still, I wish that smash would have a ridiculous over the top storyline, like mortal Kombat. you know, that what, would you be, don't like stickers. I no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and the world of light thing. I just, I don't know if maybe I didn't get far enough into it. I did like it's an hour good. of it. I just couldn't. It's fine. It's, it's there. It's, like... it's significantly longer than they've done in a couple games, but it's not good. It's JPEG Damn. Collector. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that the potential there for... Because the game is basically like a Dragon Ball Z version of Nintendo, where you're like smacking people halfway across the stage or hanging off these giant um, like uh, floating rocks. I mean, the way they fight each other, it's very much... Like, they could do some over-the-top Mortal Kombat kind of Dragon Ball Z storyline with like real meaning, but also keep it self-aware, and it would be great. Yeah, man, I played the Subspace Emissary. Mm-hmm. They've is that, done is this that what before. that was? Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Was it? it was, yeah. In, uh, was Brawl. it good? Okay. Yeah, okay. in Brawl. It was like the good thing that came out of that game. I should go look that up. I should go. My my wife has a GameCube. I should Remember Diddy Kong uh, in, in Rayquaza was there, and then Star Fox wait, wait, wait. fell down? Brawl was, Wii. No, no, Brawl was the Wii. Wii, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the one that had it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Wii. Smash. Oh, but I can't go back to before Ganondorf had a sword. <laughs> Hello, fellow sword fighters. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Ganondorf just used his foot. <laughs> Back when I was a kid, Ganon used to kick everybody and turn he into did. a pig. He did. He'd just kick everyone around. Mm-hmm. I watched like old um, matches online of like grand finals of of Ganondorf because I love playing him now. And he's like, he just punches and kicks people the whole time. I'm just like, good God. He doesn't need a sword. He's not going to stoop to their level. It would be cool. I still, like, the things about Mortal Kombat that I, I appreciate and enjoy as a fighting game, uh, but, like, without someone to really get into it, like Fish, then it's just not going to happen for me, so. And, uh, I can't recommend people buy the thing on the Switch, so. You know, it is what it is, but yeah. s- story's fun. And it inspired one of the greatest sagas in Sword Chomp history. Soon, Rich will be tweeting the three, ga- three greatest stories of all time are Metal Gear Solid, Mortal Kombat, and the Sword Chomp Instagram story. It's gonna be happening soon. We'll see. You're gonna have to sell me on that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, I'll sell you. I'll sell you in a bit. Um. Anyways, go ahead and fish. Return it. I guess you know. Get the shame out of your your heart. But at least. Oh, this is my last anecdotal funny note. Playing fish in Mortal Kombat is sort of like. Imagine you're with a lover, and at times. Just imagine. Okay. <laughs> Should I close my eyes? <laughs> Please, all of our listeners at home, close your eyes. Imagine you are the Whoa. receiver in this situation. As long as you're not driving. You're, Keep them open, say, please. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You, we, if wow. you're driving, yeah. pull over, please. Pull over right now. Yeah, Pedal to the eyes. metal, close your eyes. <laughs> Do it. No, don't listen to that guy. No. Pull over. Uh, take a sip of your uh, your coffee or your soda and close your eyes. Just imagine your your fish's lover. Let's Finish your cocaine. Woman. Yeah, exactly. Finish it up. You're laying in bed. And at times, your lover seems disinterested, not quite there, flopping around, 
lethargically, like a dead fish, and Imagine, then randomly, at times, just starts aggressively pummeling you, jackhammering you like some sort of jackrabbit, and then back to the sort of lethargic. They're known for demolition. Exactly. I'm this sorry, were we talking about Jazz Jackrabbit? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a dangerous loophole if you want to go down. Cliffy B. Um, where are you? So that's what it's like playing with fish, because I know he's not into it, but it's like sometimes he's like, meh, meh, and then sometimes he's just bashing the buttons like crazy, and you know, he kicks my ass, and I'm like, it's weird. But when he plays Smash, he's into it. He's 100% mm-hmm. focused, locked Omnipresent. You, yep. It's just like a lot. You want your lover to be into it. You don't want him to be disinterested, you know. Mm-hmm. Just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess because you you've got really competitive in Smash, like you you figured maybe you can get transfer some of those skills over to Mortal Kombat, and um, I don't know if you really are into you know the whole um, combos in that game as far as like the different inputs that you have to put in a game, but uh, for me, like I'd rather not have to go to a screen and have to look at different moves whereas you know in smash it's all universal like there's a down b and side yeah, b and, yeah. and you just watch your character and see what they do and then you go from there so um in that you, regard you, like, you'll learn them eventually but i agree with you like right, it's something yeah. weird to me about in a fighting game where you like you have to make split second decisions and you're like should i go with back back b or back over B, and that's also depending mm-hmm. on which way you're facing. So, like, back B if you're turned the other way. But, like, mm-hmm. down B and smash is always down B. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, yeah. so it's it's like my mind has trouble. You need to think about orientation in Mortal Kombat is the thing. Yeah, that and the... Yes. Like, Morgan's always been a little troubled by his orientation. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in flux. That's why he's in that closet still. That was beautiful, man. That joke only works uh, because he's in a closet currently. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't dislike it. It's, yeah. it's, I appreciate it. I wonder if the pros, the best way to go is to use the joystick or the D-pad because I find that I'm more accurate. With the, I find I'm more accurate with the D-pad, but I feel like it'd be faster if you could really master a, a stick because you just swivel instead of going well, down yeah, back you A, you just go buy <sighs> yourself a fighting stick. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a different story. But I'm if we're talking yeah. base controller, I'm more of a D pad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you need yeah, a quality fighting stick, not some piece of crap. It's weird. It's mm-hmm. weird that that someone sat around and been like, when you're in the heat of battle and you need to do this move right here, you need to remember that it's back forward B. And it's like, oh god, I can't keep track. Yeah, but it that's really doesn't make any sense how that decision was made in the first place, and it's just become a convention in most fighting <laughs> games. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't make sense to begin with, but someone decided to do it, and then everyone else just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, except Smash. Although yeah. I was looking, I had one of our listeners, uh, our good friend, the real OG Larry, is sending me a copy of um, Pokémon Tournament because he never played it, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking up the moves on that, and it seems more manageable. Like most of the moves seem like they're just two button prompts at most. And it's a different type of game, Pokémon Tournament. Okay, okay good. So I appreciate, I will say this is my final thing on World Combat 11. I'm enjoying the story and I appreciate it. Uh, I think it's really cool. It's just, makes, it's just not jiving with me as much as I, as I would have mm-hmm. hoped. But the, the, the backgrounds are cool. A lot of characters are fun. I wish I, I, I wish I had someone to play it more competitively with because I might enjoy it more. But Yeah, yeah we need to get, get together and have a uh, Needhog tournament. Yeah. 
That's that's what we need to do. Need hog. Yeah. yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. fun. I want to get your hog, Josh. You need, do need, need it. Need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need that hog. <laughs> that was the lowest joke I could have possibly. <laughs> that was in that situation. yeah. Wow. Just hanging uh, down there a of... bunch. Just two of them wrapped nicely. Speaking of hogs, uh, we have a sponsor here, Sassy Dicks. You can follow them on Instagram at Sassy D Merch to get updates on their new releases. They have a link in their Instagram bio to the website, sassydicks.com, where you can browse through their catalog of products they offer. What kind of products? Well, they have coffee mugs, t-shirts, my personal favorite, socks, all of which you can get with their many different characters that they have. And um, I personally have a pair of socks from them. And it's the mermaid, and I use it every time I podcast, because I slip that thing right on my, uh, not my pecker. That's I use other different socks. Than That's that, science. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually put it on my. Uh, I use it as a little what? pop screen for my <laughs> for my mic. Um, wow. I like the design Just on talk there. Talk right and, into it. Mm-hmm. Get my mouth real close to that. If it talks uh, back, that's when you worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I love the idea of a giant penis that also had uh, features like that you'd be attracted to, nice breasts, things like that, so you were just... Don't most penises? Typically, mine does. <sighs> I guess that's true. Uh, At Sassy D Merch <laughs> on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go follow uh shit what are we gonna talk now oh uh rich finished katana zero that's been our game of the moment a little bit katana zero is pretty Um, cool yeah Yeah. do you have a hot do you have a hot take for us on katana zero seems seems like people are all over the place like i've been Uh, listening to like my beloved bombcast and beastcast they haven't even fucking mentioned the damn thing hardly i don't know uh i i mean i don't think i even have a particularly hot take on it i think it's another fucking home run in the devolver department um Game is fucking stylish as hell. Soundtrack's fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of those... I think I beat it in like two sittings because it's one of those things that just kind of grabs you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's how I beat it. That's how... That's the only... Uh, beat it every night. Um, one sitting. If you get two sittings, you need to really get that checked. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Sometimes. You know, I think yeah. I'm seeing... I'm seeing a guy. Sometimes the first sitting doesn't go so well. Well, yeah, no. Well, you you, gotta you don't want your legs up. to cramp up. I mean, standing up. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Come on. I usually, okay. if you do it inverted, I hear, actually, you can prevent that blood flow. You know, that's probably, <laughs> probably a good oh. idea. Yeah. 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 Like a inverted, bat. you mean like upside down? Yeah, like a bat. Like hanging oh. from your door jam. You know, oh man, I have a really weird a story bat, for you guys yes. off the podcast that I will n- God, I, I'm all about being honest on the podcast, but I don't know if I want to share that one. I don't know if I want to share that one. Um, it's slightly weirder than fish fucking the couch. I'll just make an Instagram story. Peter, you got it. something going on Dramatic in your beard right there. You, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah, there's more I, white in that than, I did, uh, than usual. I didn't have a beard at the time, let me tell you. I was too young. I mean, I had a cum beard, but... So you can't tell us for legal reasons, then? <laughs> no, no. no, let's just... Uh, I just... I don't want to get into it, but let's just say I... When I first... Like most men and women, when you were young and you first learn about the ways that you may derive pleasure from thine own body... 
you experiment in a bunch of interesting ways with how you may bring pleasure to their I own. I wish everyone could see Josh's face during all of this. <laughs> uh, I mean, we all have those stories, weird things we tried, angles, objects. I mean, we've all been there. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like the first, like the first month you learned how to exfoliate your own guts, so to speak. So, just put it there. Okay. And no one wants to share. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Ne- all right. Next question. <laughs> yes, my uh, question for the entire if panel. You want, if you want me to share the story, you can just sign up for a Patreon account. Uh, Patreon.com/swordchomp. You get access to a private Instagram page, and you can DM me, and I will share you with you. But no, seriously, if you enjoy this our is show, fucking extortion. Our our Instagram page is for the hardcore, but it's it's got a lot of inside jokes. People that follow the podcast, secret videos, pictures. Um, it's a good complimentary piece, I think, to help you enjoy the show more. And for only five dollars a month, you can enjoy, you can support us while getting something really cool and exclusive. Um, so, like like. Fish hosting the podcast today was voted on by our patrons, and we've made that a reality. So uh, it's a cool place to be, and you help support a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a small growing. What would we consider ourselves? A small growing, independent <laughs> podcast gaming community, gaming network slash religion. There you go. Okay, cool. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. if you support <laughs> us, you can also be a part of helping to create this. Of- darkest of timelines and the church of so. jesus christ of latter-day saints oh. oh speaking of dark timelines i'm excited as fuck to tell you guys about this Woo! are you ready all right rich now i want you to keep an open mind because i know getting a, a slot in your favorite fiction of all time is difficult um i know it's prestigious i don't know who's biting for number three on your list um you probably don't either by the sounds of That's, things uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, you gotta have a runner-up in case Mortal Kombat goes downhill. It's Persona. Huh. I okay, love anime. I love anime. Mm-hmm. I love anime. Uh, Catherine, now I'm all there for you. Um, it's, a, it's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's only one thing. Okay, so here's the deal. I had this fun idea. We have real poll questions. Um, and the two real poll questions this week were basically about the wedding scene from Days Gone and whether Mortal Kombat 11 is the best Mortal Kombat since 3, and uh, it came back, uh, like, 70% of our audience said, yes, this is the best Mortal Kombat since 3, which is pretty impressive, I think. Do you agree with that, Rich? Um, I would say this is the, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go give you the easy answer and say yes. Uh, 9 and 10 are both really good Mortal Kombat games. I think narratively and just the logistics of it being a fighting game, this is the best Mortal Kombat in a long time. The fighting feels amazing. I think the narrative through line is great. Maybe there's some murky microtransaction stuff that they're working the kinks out of that I don't like at the moment. But all in all, fantastic Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and the one thing I didn't get to mention was the Fatal Blow system is actually interesting. I think it might be polarizing for diehard fans, but... It's like Baby's first uh, fatality. Yeah. Which is cool because, like, when you, Josh, like, when you get someone to like a quarter, it's got to be about a quarter of their health, maybe a little less. You get Might a little flashing a symbol. Yeah, a third. You get a little flashing symbol. And if you press L2 and R2, you go into a move. And if you land that move, 
you go into a series of automatic moves that you can't stop. It's, it's, it looks like a fatality. Um, and what that's done is it's designed to give people either cool finishing moves or a way to give a comeback. So like if you're getting your ass kicked and you pull out one of those, you might be able to level the playing field and, and pull off a comeback. And it, it's, it's pretty cool, I think. Hmm. Um, they get a little repetitive online because you'll see the same fatal blow like 30 or 40 times. It almost makes me think with the... Um... The, the way the crypt works and like re-rolling those chests, it might behoove them to be on skins, uh, create some new fatal blows and put those in chests. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's make... cool for people that don't know how to do the fatalities well, because it's kind of like a mini fatality. It just doesn't end the match, you know? Yeah. Um, but the cool they thing just is get like, good. It, well, it's satisfying if you block right, like when fish goes to do a fatal blow on me and I think he's going to pull one off and I block it. It's a satisfying feeling because you'll see them flash and they'll go into it and you block them and you're like, oh shit. And also they can't do it again. If they miss, they could do it in another round. Uh, But also if you land it, it's only once per match. If you, if you land it. Yeah. If you land it. Yeah. If you miss, you can try again in the next round, but you can't try again immediately. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, uh, it seems to be a hit with people and it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm happy that that was surprised that they came back as positive as it did. Uh, it's pulling a lot of people back. And then the, the other serious poll was the wedding scene. Um, it came back. Yes. It, people said him wearing the hat during the days gone wedding scene was kind of cheesy, but it wasn't an overwhelming loss. It ended up being about 50, 50, but I think it's, I think it's because the options were basically like, come on, man. Like, you, you tell Sony around. Ben to design a new character model or, or, or. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one model they had to use. Yeah, right? I wonder if the hat even comes off the rig. Nope. That's actually a great question. <laughs> hmm. Is there any scenes in the game at all where he's not wearing the hat? Well, actually, if you 100% the game, it gets into some backstory, and he actually has like a disorder, and he has to wear the hat. Hmm. Now that would he's, be interesting. He's, he's no, never lying to me. I know you are. Yeah, but that sounds interesting. Not that he has a disorder; he wears a hat. But like, if there was something going on there, anything really. Um, but I think the reason people were more split on it is because they didn't like the idea of telling someone what they should and shouldn't do for their wedding on a deeper level. You know, it's your wedding; do whatever you want. But uh, also, and you know, minor spoiler alert here: <laughs> if you're all concerned about the fucking days gone story, there's nobody in that church at their wedding. Oh. Isn't there like one guy? There's yeah, like one guy in there. Boozer's there. Like you know that other guy, Boozer. Mm-hmm. There's like one Boozer. other biker dude, but nobody else shows up to the wedding. You know what a great name, Boozer. I, I think his real name's like Will. Will the Boozer. This seems like Josh's. This game seems exactly up Josh's alley. I cannot think of a game she, more. She tailored. went into that marriage Did with her eyes wide open. Yeah, she hadn't uh, seen him without that hat on so far. If she expected mm-hmm. him to not be, it was wearing a part it, of him. <laughs> oh, right the hat there. hair! Can you imagine yeah. on their wedding night when he tried to wear the hat into Maybe the bedroom? Maybe he's just that bald. <laughs> Maybe he's just got extreme male <laughs> hat baldness. Uh, that's funny. I just love the idea that he has like the worst hat hair you ever. ever he is do you ever bald. have that in your life, by the way? Like, I have a friend I've been friends with since we were like in elementary school, and he always wore a hat, like. Always wore a fucking hat. Hmm. And then, like, you know, I'm almost fucking 30 years old. I saw him take off the hat recently, and I'm like, were you always bald? Hmm. Like, when did that Damn. start? Damn, yeah, that's true. Like, Once I, I, used to... I imagine by high school, he just had to commit, and he was like, oh, God, I can't take this off. One time I was 
having like a, a weekend one night stand thing and I the last article of clothing I was wearing was a hat and the, and I went to take it off and she was like no leave it on mm. leave it I on like, oh. I had the weird. same situation I, with I've socks. not had that exact experience but <laughs> one of my friends in college I watched over four years kind of age from someone who probably still should have been in high school uh-huh. to a man in his late 40s over, over the it's space amazing. of four years it was like it was, was unreal. It was, yeah. That's magical. Hmm. Time is Dad's a cruel dude. mistress. Speaking of time's cruel mistress, um, what are Chronica, the things that I'm doing? Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> oh, nice. One of the things that I am trying for fun for like a month, and if it goes horribly badly, I'll probably get rid of it. Although, we had our biggest uh, hits and views in over a year. So maybe that'll Ooh. taper off um, because maybe the interest is there, but then people will be like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to create because right now we're in the, in the midst of, you know, Mortal Kombat's goofiness, Game of Thrones is epicness. Um, the Avengers, of course, that everyone's, you know, all these ridiculous, but crazy epic canons that are just, so I did those original polls, Rich, I'm sure you saw where it was like Mortal Kombat characters versus Pokemon character. Of course. And that was just a joke, right? All the Pokemon characters got wiped, um, and it really pissed me off. Except Machamp, which was weird. Machamp slaughtered Goro, which, which I didn't agree with at all. Goro yeah, would have kicked neither. the shit out of Machamp. Yeah, Goro. That was the one I wanted to win. It was an obliteration. Um, I don't. I'm still upset about that. But I was like, you know what? This is bullshit. And so I. Um, Shao Kahn ended up beating Cubone and Marowak, which I thought was cute because they both kind of look like Shao Kahn, you know, with their skull helmets and whatnot. Uh, and even the name, you know. Um, but I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I've got an idea for this ridiculous lore. So this is how it started. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this fan uh, theory. The Kangaskhan thing? The Kangaskhan thing. Yeah, that's a, that goes um, way back. It's, it, I, I know, Josh, I, the, the name thing I fucked up. What I meant was that Kangaskhan. Yeah, it's called he, Khan. Okay. All right. uh, okay. <laughs> Cube, yeah, yeah, I know that yeah. doesn't make sense. Cubone and Marowak. Yeah, I'm just sitting here doing the do. trigonometry. Cubone, right. Shao Kahn, <laughs> just yeah. symbols um. flying by. <laughs> and they both use giant. And they don't use giant bones, but they're they're in the same vein. And uh, but Kangaskhan. So the myth was always that Kangaskhan was supposed Ma to be the third yeah, evolution. Yeah, Marowak evolves into Kangaskhan. Mm -hmm. And it got cut. And the things I put on the poll, the the idea was that in this cheesy story, I want to show people a lot of. <laughs> behind-the-scenes myths in both Mortal Kombat and Pokemon in particular, because I know a lot about it. And the cool thing about that myth was, everyone knows about the missing no glitch from Pokemon Blue and Red, right? Yeah. Um, that, if you caught that missing no, it would actually evolve into a Kangaskhan, which was weird because it was a glitch Pokemon. Every time, it would evolve to a Kangaskhan, which is what really started the idea that it got sort of cut at the last second. Yeah, that it was a changed Marowak, or possibly it was a missing link between Marowak and Kangaskhan. Mm-hmm. And also, weirdly enough, in the newest one, Pokemon Sun and Moon, you can call down a friend Pokemon, and a Cubone will call down a Kangaskhan for help. I think that specifically is like a reference to that very widespread theory. Yes. Could be. Mm -hmm. Could be. But interesting, so, and I was like, this has never been officially revealed in the canon, but I believe this to be true, and 75% of our audience said, fuck yeah, that Cubone is an evolution of a Kangaskhan, which uh, basically just means that we're all united in our crazy belief that it is somehow, and it should be true. And that all Kangaskhans are temporary. 
but <laughs> they are. Uh, and because, you know, the little Kangaskhan in the, or the little baby Kangaskhan in the patch does resemble what can maybe be an infant um, Cubone. And he puts a little skull on. Yeah. And he grows up. They both had the same, like, uh, same shiny colors to some degree. Remember that original Pokemon card art of Cubone, where he's, like, standing on the log, like, looking off at the moon? Yes. That's good good art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cubone's bad. Cubone is kind of badass, and he always gets short thrift. I I like Cubone a lot. He was always, like, a party staple for me uh, in, like, the original games. A party state. Oh, we gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I was just imagining like what sort of party Cubone was a staple at for you until it hit uh, me. Everyone, every every college party I've ever been to. Fish is a big Cubone guy. He always has been. Uh, Marowak's mm-hmm. always a little bit of a disappointment, right? Marowak's always. Yeah. Been a I like bit. Alolan yeah. Marowak. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the typing as well. Ghosts and uh, ground. Yeah. Or yeah. no, ghost, ghost fire. fire yeah. yeah. It would be cool to see if you could have done something with that in our tournaments. Um, I don't know how good he is, but he's got to be somewhat viable, I would hope. Um, mm. Anyways, uh, the cool thing is, I wanted to see if giving people an emotional connection to something would maybe... Because I don't know if Kangaskhan would have had much of a chance against Shao Kahn regularly, because you just think he's, you know, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have. But, like, he got 70% of the votes and ended up beating him in the revenge battle to get um, revenge for its lost child, the dead Cubone that narrowly lost. Um, God bless you, Kubo. We love you. And, uh, and that sort of sparked the idea. That was just sort of like my initiation to it, but my brain has been churning all week with ideas. And let me tell you what, I'm going to give you guys a teaser right now, because this podcast won't be up till after the polls. This is a private teaser for you guys. I'm focusing on Machamp next week to give him some backstory because he defeated Goro, right? And it's called Pokemon. It's called Man or Pokemon. And it's about a Machamp that basically is going to split the evolution. He basically feels like he's the evolved to the point where he is looking at other humans in the world. Because you know Machamp is like humanoid, right? And there's humanoid Pokemon. Well, the, the philosophical thing here is that he's going to look at himself and, and his strength and say, you know what I mean? Like, I am not a servant to these, these humans anymore. I am basically a so man. You're, well, you're writing fanfic about like a Machamp uprising where he like, kidnaps a woman yeah. and climbs to the top of the Empire State Building. Well, <laughs> close. You, you were about half right. Um, the second this, half, how, right? I'm going to explain basically how he got into this other world, how the Cubone got there, and what the nature of how he's going to go from here is. But the idea is that he's, he was one of the first Pokemon ever to reject a Pokeball. Like, he was owned by someone, and then he basically caught the Pokeball that was being thrown at him to catch him again and crushed it in one of his four hands. And, he's going to uh, appropriate def- that right away from Pikachu, huh? Is this film erotic? Yes, I am. Um, is <laughs> well, Machamp does have four hands, and I've sent some pictures to Fish this week that would really, really disturb all of you. Did you guys know in Detective okay. Pikachu, Pokemon battles are illegal? I did not know. And that. I read that in one of the reviews in this the established. Oh, uni- that's why they're in the underground thing. Yeah, fighting the Charizard? Pokemon battles oh. are illegal. They're outlawed in the that world of sense. Detective Pikachu. That makes sense because they're all like helpful. In yeah. That. I, I'm taking I, my daughter that day one. I'm checking her out. It's gonna be good. To yeah. <laughs> day one, baby. It's kind of like dog fighting, I guess. Everybody looks down upon it, and mm-hmm. just and Michael Vick is the out. hookup. Oh, oh, oh he's Michael the Vick. underground hookup. Okay. <laughs> he's actually yeah, in he, that movie. You could see why Pokemon battling would have become outlawed to some degree, um, if you really overanalyze the nature of that series, which would ruin it for everyone. Yeah. 
which I am doing. Next week on Sword Chomp, so. the ethics of Pokemon <laughs> Man or Man? The eternal struggle of one Machamp. <laughs> Just do like the Atlas Shrugged arc, but with like art. But yeah, with a Machamp. well, there's with a Pokeball. There's some, there's some there's some metaphors in there to exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't want to give it away, but you're on. And I, one thing I'm going to put at the end of it that is is should Machamp hook up with Shiva? Because I feel like that could be a good hookup. Listen. I think you should hook up with Goro. No, Goro's dead. You already crushed Goro. That Go- was the first Goro's book. corpse, then. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa that's, that's when it takes a dark twist. That's when the fiction gets real weird. Yeah. Ugh. It's going to be fun. Hang in there, guys. I'm telling you. It's, I, I, I meant to do it as sort of like a half joke. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, Machamp, Machamp has feelings about masturbation but does, is, and tech stocks. But does Machamp have a penis or is like that singlet like a part of his anatomy? <laughs> well, the, it's actually canon that the singlet is actually just a marking on his skin. I was I yeah, found that out this week. And so is up, the so. belt then? Well, the belt. No, the belt is a power belt. It's it, oh, right. Very, yeah, yeah, it's. It's a it's a real thing. But I did find this last thing out, and I don't I'm okay telling you guys this because the story goes up this week. That in the Japanese games, there is lore that Pokemon actually married human beings. I'm not even kidding you. It's in the games at one point, and when they brought it to America, they changed it just a little bit so that it didn't say So married. it just said they fucked them. <laughs> they were just friends with benefits. Um <laughs> purely, so like, in big bold letters it just says the relationship was purely sexual. <laughs> It's purely carnal, yeah. I'm gonna play with that idea a little bit, I think. And also, I want to teach people about some of those weird things that I've discovered. Like, I didn't know that until digging around that. Like, who the fuck was making that Pokemon game and was like, yeah, it's in the Pokemon folklore that at one point humans were marrying Pokemon. Like, what the fuck, man? That's in there. That's in there. Well, Ash's dad is Mr. Mime. <laughs> no, oh, that's not true at all. Hmm. But Ash's. Hmm. Oh, Professor Oak is going to be getting up to some stuff in this next batch of Instagram stories. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. So don't miss that, uh, the continuing saga. And I'll put all those up on the story highlights. You can put all of your stories in Instagram, which is really handy for something like this. Don't forget, um, Ash is a mime junior. <laughs> and that explains Fish's tattoo possibilities now. Mm. For his Mr. Mime mm. tramp stamp. Uh anyways i'm exhausted from telling that story i'm exhausted from listening to that story i I sat down for 20 minutes to make these dumb slides and i ended up spending three hours and getting really into it and i realized that i've become part of the problem you become the thing you swore to destroy yeah (laughs) oh god um yeah good stuff good stuff but so that's the polls for the week Oh man, we're kind of wrapping it up here. I don't know what else is on the docket. What do you guys on you have on the notes, Fish? Um, let me check here. Just says outro in bold letters. Um, we were, we talked briefly of Katana Zero. I don't think we have much <laughs> to say about ad, that. Polls. Mm, Next right. bullet point is mm. GTFO. And get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> was there anything, Josh, so. that you? I know you talked a little bit about the Steam Quest. Uh, game, were you happy with that, or did you want to expound more on that, or I don't want to... Um, I, I think I hit most of it. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's, uh, like, my only... Only issue with it so far is, uh... 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> Felt a cough coming on there. Anyway. Um, it, it, a little bit of the strategy in there is... Uh, the way the leveling system works, like each time you get to a new level, it'll be a little too hard, and then by the time you're done with it, it might be a little too easy. <laughs> That's kind of the way they've got the uh, the curve going on there, which I so guess is good because that kind of allows you to you could you you can kind of like over level it if you're having a hard time with the strategy. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe I think I think it's probably gonna get to a point where the bosses are just hard enough that that's not really a thing. Um. I, I feel like it's kind of moving in that direction so far, but in the first several levels, it kind of feels like you can out-level stuff. And uh, as as long as they eventually get past that, to where you like really need to start uh, strategizing significantly more, uh, I think it'll be great. So, Okay, cool. I'm curious about that one, too. Cool, cool, There's cool. a lot of stuff that's... Um, what's next on the horizon for you, Rich, as far as games you're interested in? I know we already told people, the Gecko Games cast, you're working on uh, sort of evolving it as far as the logo and a bunch of other stuff, hopefully with our good friend, maybe even Jason, who did our logo. It's pretty great. Um, and uh, so everyone should go check that out. I like to promote it from time to time on our page. But what's next for you gaming on the horizon? What games are you excited about? Uh, whew, that's a big question. Um... Honestly, uh, I need to look forward. I, I, I need to look at a list. I don't, I don't know what, what big I'm looking forward to at the moment. I got a couple things I'm working my way through. Um, Rage 2? Rage 2 is in Sure. I'll play it. It's going to be <laughs> fine. Uh, Borderlands, I suppose. Um, I'm working my way through a backlog of Ace Attorney games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me and you, Rich. No Man's Sky VR. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll dive back in and check it out. I don't know how much I'm gonna. I, no Man's Sky never really Rich. got tucks in me, but I, I'll I'll take a look at it in the VR, and then I'll probably go back to my normal world. It's gonna be great VR. I'm not gonna have anybody to talk about it with. It's gonna make me sad. I'm just gonna be alone in that thing for like a month. Yeah, you'll forget. <laughs> my it's my wife's just now. gonna be feeding me. I'm just gonna tilt my head back and have my wife feed me and bathe me while you I'm go. inside of it. You need to time it right. When I eat the the space fruit, you need to put the food in my mouth. <laughs> Watch the progress bar. Watch the progress bar. <laughs> we should have like a sponge. Mm -hmm. Sponge me and towel me. No talking. You're not here. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be great. Well, it's been fun. Uh, Fish, hope you enjoyed hosting. So I guess you can uh, send us off in the sunset. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, you can support us on patreon.com slash swordchomped. It means the world to us to go ahead and uh, give us a few dollars, you know. And there's different tiers that you can uh, donate as. You can come a VIP um, at the... Uh, five dollar tier and that gives you premium content on our instagram our private instagram page um and uh, we keep that keep that uh fast and loose as far as content goes but um yeah thank you for everybody who does support us and uh that's the show i guess and uh, thanks for that th thanks for uh letting me host the podcast even though you know i'm I would have not enjoyed it that much, but <laughs> I did it. 
I made it to the end. I survived. So. Fish did a thing. Mm-hmm. I did a thing. Thanks, you guys. You voted. It happened. Become a mm-hmm. patron. Make fish squirm. There you go. <laughs> All right, thanks for checking out the show. Of course, my side podcast, In the Blood, I interview the composer of Katana Zero, Ludowick. You should go check that out, In the Blood, wherever you get podcasts. And of course, Evoking the Sublime is another great podcast we have where Shay interviews uh, people in the gaming industry. He interviewed um, Greg, Greg Kasavin of uh, GameSpot fame, so you should go check that out as well. A lot of good stuff in the Sorchon family. So it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for being here, Rich. We love you as always. Thanks for having me. Bye. And we will see you next week.